Thank you for spiritual songs. Thank you for life in the songs, light in the songs, the blessing of God in the songs. We bless you, God. Thank you for spiritual songs. Thank you for songs that are sung over us. Thank you for life in the songs. Thank you for the life of God today in every song. Thank you for it, Lord. And I'm thanking you that Anna's even singing songs. Lord, that's increased. I'm thanking you that she's singing songs. And I glorify you for that. I thank you for strength to strength. She goes from strength to strength. Her body shows that it's well. She's, her body shows that it's well. Thank you for songs this morning. Beautiful songs. Liberating songs. Life-giving songs. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Will you thank him again? One more time, thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for life. Thank you for abundant life. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for the light of life and the songs today that produces faith. Not to mention they were pretty cool rolling out of Arthur. Pretty cool. It was cool even. It's good to have cool in the middle of life. I liked it. You can be seated. It was, it was cool. You can be seated. You can stand up if you want to. I don't know. Wasn't that a beautiful thing? Songs, hymns, spiritual songs that have life and light. There's a lifting up, amen? There is a lifting up. There is a dawning. There is a morning. There is light, amen, at the end of every tunnel. Right? Amen? 2013, years of affliction. 2014, 2014, write it down. Year of restoring. 2014, year of restoring. Give him thanks, yeah. Yeah, we had some afflictions, 2013. 2014, year of restoring. Year of restoration. Put up uh, Joel chapter 2, Cain, 25th verse. Joel 2, 25. We've had the afflictions, right? We've had that. 2013, a lot of us had some tough times in 2013. But thank God for 2014, a year of restoring. 2014, a year of restoring. A year of restoration, of restoring, repaying. And I will, read this with me, Joel 2.21. And I will restore, say restore. And I will repay, say repay. And I will recompense, say recompense. I will pay back. I'm going to give it back to you. I'm going to give you double for your shame. I'm going to give you double for your affliction. Zephaniah said double for your trouble. Things you went through in 2013, I'm going to give you double. I'm going to repay. I'm going to restore. Amen. 2014, say it with me. A year of restoring. The restoration. The payback of some things. Amen. Amen. And I will restore to you. Say to me. The years. The years. Say the years. That the locust has eaten. And you look in that. In your commentaries and Fawcett Brown and all those guys, that locust is a big one. And he's eating some things up maybe in your life. And God said, I'm going to restore that, what that thing ate. I'm going to restore what the canker worm. It means what he licked up. He's a littler bug. Anything that's been licked up in your life and robbed, he said, I'm going to restore that. And I'm going to restore what the caterpillar and the palmer worm has eaten. Amen. Put your hand over your heart. Things that have been need to be restored. Think about them right now. Restoration. The God of restoring in 2014. Restoring in 2014. Restoring health. Jeremiah 33, 7. If you want to go there, King. Jeremiah 33, 7. He said, I'm going to restore you as you were the first. I'm going to bring it back to you as the first. Say restoring in 2014. Restoration of God. The God of restoration. Luke says he's going to do this. He's going to restore the hearts of the children to the fathers. Some parents, I know that in heart, some parents are missing their children. They've left and ran away. But God in restoring is going to restore some children back to their fathers. And some fathers back to their children again. Naturally. I'm saying naturally. Spiritually the same. Restoring. Say 2014. Year of restoring. God's restoring. He's repaying. He's buying back everything that was eaten in your life. Restoration. 
He's restoring relationships. Fathers to children, children to fathers. He's restoring that naturally. I'm telling you that naturally. If you know somebody, tell them that word. That word, that word of life, that prophetic life of God. Restoring back. Amen? Restoring. Let's read it together. And I will cause the captivity of Judah and the captivity of Israel to return. And I will build them as at the first. Say at the first. He said, I'm going to restore you back to the first. Some of you in your relationship, he's going to restore you. 2014, back to your first love with Jesus. Some of you need restoring in that. Say, he's the God of restoration. 2014, prophesy with me. God of restoring. 2014, God of restoring. Double for your trouble. Amen? 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 To pay back, to restore means to pay back. I think I typed it in my phone. Let me, let me t- bring it up for you. If not, look at Joel. Let's see here. To restore, to pay back. You can write down Jeremiah 33, 7. He'll restore me like the first. Some of you have gotten marred in the last year. Maybe even what Arthur said, marred with your hope. Sometimes you get, when you're in affliction, you get one disappointment after another. And your hope starts to get deferred. But he just said, hey, man, God is the God of hope for me. That brings hope, right? There is a lifting up. He's the God of all hope. Peter said it's a lively hope. It's the glory and the lifter of our head. Hope. Hope, right? You might have felt grind out, but this is a different year, folks. Say it's a different year. Not just afflictions, but restorations. Amen? Amen. And I will restore. Let's read it. And I will restore to you the years. Say the years. I don't, close your eyes and think back. There's been some years. Maybe you've been in some battles for a long time. I know Anna has been 17 years. I know I've been with her at it. 17 years of some battles. He said, I'm going to restore the years that the locust has eaten in her body. I don't care what it is. We're talking miracle mindsets. We heard the prophecy that Tom prophesied, right? A miracle mindset. God will restore. You've got to have his word as a platform before you even get into believing for miracles. Your carnal mind just won't do it. People walk around with unbelief. I can't believe that. You get in the word of God, that's the platform of God for a miracle of God. If you're not thinking his thoughts, if you're not enjoying his ways and taking on his words, you're never going to get in a position for a miracle. Amen? That word of God lifts you up into the presence of God, Paul says. He said it's the very word of God. Say this word. Is written by men, but inspired by God. Inspired by God. That's not a newspaper you're reading. When you read the Word of God, it's full of life and energy. And when you read that, and you recite that, and you meditate that, and you ponder that Word of God, it puts you in a position now to believe for a miracle with God. Amen? We're going to do that. We're going to work with the Word of God today. And I will restore to you. I will repay. I'm going to pay back. The years that the locust has eaten. The years that the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm. Amen? Amen? I will restore. The God of restoration. Write down Luke chapter 1. He's going to restore children and fathers and fathers and children. If that's you in here, get ready for restoration or restoring. Jeremiah, he's going to restore you as the first. I want you to write this down in your notes. That the restoration is far greater than the transgression. The restoration of God is far greater than the transgressing that you've ever done. Are you listening to me? I'm going to say it again. (laughs) The restoration, say it with me, the restoration is far greater than the transgression. Does anyone have a message Bible in here? Anyone? Maybe I could pull it up. I want you to read this out of the message Bible. You got one? I think it's Romans 5. And I don't know if it has, yours has those uh, subtitles. Okay, it doesn't. Okay. And I don't know whereabouts. Uh, it'll talk about one man. Then he goes into... It's in Romans 5, I'm pretty sure. Message Bible says it really, really clear. Yeah, yeah, how's it go? Puts crowds of people 
to the dead-end abyss of separation from God. Just think what God's gift poured through one man, Jesus Christ, will do. There's no comparison between death-dealing sin and this generous life-giving gift. The verdict on that one sin was death sentence. The verdict of the many sins that followed was this wonderful life sentence. If death got the upper hand through one man's wrongdoing, can you imagine the breathtaking recovery life makes sovereign life in those who grasp with both hands this wildly extravagant life gift, this grand set, grand setting everything right that the one man Jesus Christ provides? Here is it. Here it is in a nutshell. Just as one person did it wrong and got us in all the trouble with sin and death, another person did it right and got us out of it. But more than just getting us out of trouble, he got us into life. Amen. One man said Amen. no to God, but many people in the wrong. One man said yes to God and put many in the right. All that passing law against sin, all... All that passing laws against sin did was produce more lawbreakers, but sin didn't and doesn't have a chance in competition with the aggressive forgiveness as we call grace. When it's sin versus grace, grace wins hands down. All sin can do is threaten us with death, but that's the end of it. Grace, because God is putting everything together again through the Messiah, invites us into life, a life that goes on and on and on, world without end. Amen, amen, amen. Praise Him, will you? That's good news. That's good news. Amen. The restoration's greater than the transgression. Wins hands down. He said lay hold of it. Amen? Amen. It's a full restoration. Say 2014. It's a year of what? Restoration, right? Far outweighs the transgression. Of one man. Romans 5, if you're looking for it. Message. Do you remember the verses, Arthur? I think it's 17 down. Yeah, it's all right. he doesn't have numbers in that Bible. But look in the message. Read that over and over again. Over and over again. Yeah, it's fine. It's all right. It's all right. No big deal. We can just get a message and go over that this whole time. Wherever you thought you messed up. God's getting you up. Amen? And I want you to know it's all about mercy. Say it's mercy. He extends it by mercy. That's how it happens. Mercy reaches. I'm leaning hard to the mercy of God this year. I'm leaning hard to that mercy. Mercy has this uh, thing of sovereignty in it. It's like where God reaches you when you're not even reaching for him. That's mercy. Amen? That's mercy. The sure, say the sure mercies of David. Lean hard to mercy. Jesus said, I want you to learn mercy. Learn mercy. It'll do you right. Learn mercy. It'll come after you. Mercy will grab you and position you where grace enables you. Amen? Say, I'm reaching. I'm leaning. I'm leaning hard to mercy. Give me Philippians 2, Cain. I read the scripture this week, and it, and it spoke to me in Philippians 2, and it ministered in my heart. It brought life to me. Say, life to me. Say, I'm going to the Word of God. You've got to go to the Word of God this year, folks. You have to. To position yourself for any type of happening of God and a miracle of God, you've got to get in that Word of God. You've got to get that to be the platform for your mind because your mind will get in the way of every miracle. Your mind is the obstacle of every miracle. Say, I've got to get in that Word of God. I'm, I don't know what verse it is, Cain, so you might have to bear with me here. Any consolation in Christ, any comfort, let's go on. I think it's, I don't know. Let me see if I wrote it. Let me see. It's, it has to do with Euphrodites, and he was, a, he was sick. And Paul says, and God showed him mercy, and he showed me mercy as well. Is it 27th verse? Let's look at it. That's mercy. For indeed, he was talking about Euphrodites. Uh, it's a Greek name, obviously. For indeed, he was sick. Say he was sick. He was near unto death, but God had mercy on him. Say that. But God had mercy on him. He was sick near to death, but God had mercy on him. And not only him, but on me also, lest I should have a sorrow upon another sorrow. That's what mercy does for us, folks. It heals the sick. It keeps us from one sorrow to another sorrow. That's mercy. Paul said that. Mercy. 
Let's read it together. For indeed he was sick nigh unto death, but God had mercy on him. Say, God had mercy on him, and not only him, but mercy on me. Lest I, I should have sorrow upon another sorrow. Thank you, God, for mercy. Mercy deals with sovereignty. Deals with his timings, right? But it also puts us in a position of grace's enabling and then faith's infusing where we're believing and we're working with God. Say miracle mindset. Tom prophesied we're having a miracle mindset. And I'm telling you, before we have that miracle mindset, we're going to have to have that platform of the word of God. Go to Isaiah 55 for me if you would. I'm not sure, Tom. Give me the exact verse. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My words, huh? 55, 11, maybe 10, 9. Try, try 10, Cain. Okay, go up, Cain. 9. Okay, 8. Let's read this together. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Say fact. So where do I find the thoughts of God? In the Word of God. I find the thoughts of God in the Word of God. So I start to think like he thinks, right? And that removes the obstacles that hinder him, right? Say his thoughts become my thoughts as I'm in his words, right? As I'm in his words. His thoughts then become his ways. Say his ways. And instead of me stumbling around, I find his ways because I got his thoughts, right? And then it's his ways and he says, says the Lord in the next verse. For as the heavens are higher than the earth... Say, they're higher. You know they are. So are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. Next verse. For as the rain... Close your eyes and visualize that. You've been around some snowstorms here, ice storms. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not thither, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Next verse. Just like that visual, he said, as he spoke through nature, just as the rain comes down, you see that visual in your head, as rain comes down to the earth, it's always going to produce, he said. So then, so is my word that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void or empty, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereinto I sent it. Amen? Say his thoughts, his ways become his words, and he speaks them, right? So he gives me his thoughts. Say my thoughts. His thoughts. His ways. Then I have his words, and I'm speaking them, right? And they're not going to return empty. Amen? Amen. Say the word of God. For a miracle of God, i got to get positioned in a word of God. Say, working of miracles. Do you hear that word, working? It says that he that ministers miracles among you does so how? By keeping the law or by the hearing of faith? He says that we're going to work with God. I want you to put on your notes, big he, big him, big God. Then across from that, he needs our cooperation for a working, say a working, of miracles to work a miracle he needs our cooperation are you listening to me if you've got a miracle and you're not positioned in a place with the word of god then somebody else did the work for you somebody else got in a position to hear for you somebody paid the price to work with him amen miracles happen right what is a miracle can you quote it back to me from the last week a miracle is what? God's power in operation for our impossible situation. Write it down this time, because if I ask you next week, <laughs> I'm going to ask you next week. Say, a miracle is God's power in operation for my impossible situation. Did you hear Anna and, and, and Judah and all of them saying that? Some may trust in horses, some in chariots, but i got to trust in the name of God. Amen. Sometime in your life, you're going to face something that you can't just make it happen. You can't figure it out. You can't fix it in the flesh, in the arm of flesh. You're going to need God. So now's a good time to learn His Word, right? To hear Him. The hearing of faith. Say the hearing of faith. Go to Mark 16 for me, Cain. I think it's the 20th verse. And I want you to get this concept of working of miracles. Working of miracles. And the Lord, it says, and the Lord 
was with them. How's it word? Let's see. And they went forth. Say they went forth. And they preached everywhere. The Lord working with them. Say the Lord working with me. And confirming what? The word. Who's he working with? You and I with the word that we're carrying. Say working of miracles. And they went forth and they preached everywhere. The Lord working with them. Say working with me. And confirming the word, his words, with signs following. Say signs following. And these signs will follow them who, what? Believe. Right? Signs don't follow people who don't believe. Not signs of God. Listen, in this year, you know people, you've got to rescue them. I think Arthur was saying something about hope or bringing them hope. Rescue them. You're going to have to rescue them. They need some signs following them this year. There's people that I know way too long. Hebrews 6, 9. Flash it up there for me, Cain. 6, 9 says, and that there are signs that accompany salvation. When you got saved and gave your heart to Jesus, it didn't stop there. There's signs that follow your life. His likeness, right? His character, his image, his dominion, his power, his presence, his reality. Say, these signs will follow me. But if you see people for a long duration of time and they got no signs following, go rescue them. Go after them. Look at this. But, beloved, we are persuaded of better things of you. The things that accompany, say accompany, things that follow salvation. There should be a difference, folks. You look different. You smell different. You act different. There's, that's a sign that follows you. And the people that you need to rescue, go after them. Tell them. And tell them the truth. Say, by mercy. Say, by mercy. And truth. Iniquities purged. Tell them. Man, the signs that are following you right now aren't the signs of God. Get back in the game. Repent. Give your heart back to Jesus. Come on, come on back. The signs that are following you are not signs of God. Let the Word of God define us, folks. Not us, not our perceptions. Him. You ever read a, a definition in, in a Bible? I read one the other day. And, said, and God says it, about busybodies. Gossipers. It, said, it says a bunch about them, right? And as you're reading that, that word will define you if you're doing that. Or somebody will come to your mind and you'll go, wow, what a definition. They might have wrote his name in there or her name. Busybody, gossiper, doing this, getting involved. It means crossing line and meddling with things that you shouldn't even be touching. Touching other people's affairs, having no sense of boundaries. That's the definition of busybody. Close your eyes. I know that's not none of you in here. But when I say that word, does that not define someone that you know? It does me right away. So if I know that, when I see them with that, I'm going to address them for that. Come on. Come on. Let's get some signs following you that are going to last you for eternity. Not this mess. Not this chaos. Anna, Anna and I had a friend come here, and the signs that followed them were chaos in the church, chaos in the city. We wanted to help them. They created chaos everywhere. Those signs followed them. And I told them that. The signs that follow you are chaos. Get your heart right. Get the beauty of his signs. Amen. Say Isaiah 8, 16. Let's go there. It says, I, Isaiah is talking, the prophet, and he goes, I and the children which are given to me are for a sign or for signs and wonders. It's God's signature. It means sign means signature, token, endorsement, hand, fingerprint. He signed it. He endorsed that. And Isaiah is talking about his, himself and his two sons in that context. And I don't even know. Maybe, Arthur, you remember the name of the two sons. One son was meant uh, hasten the spoil and, and something about the booty. That's King James, so easy with you guys, all the gangster rappers. And the other one was something else. There's two names, man, something. And, and anyway, he goes, these are a sign. I'm a sign. I'm prophesying, Isaiah said. And my children have these names that are a sign from God. Say, I'm a sign. You're different, folks. You're different. Signs follow you. As you carry that word of God, and it positions you for the miraculous every day of your life. Unusual success. I tried. I told that. I told Carmen that. She wrote me and said, well, I don't know about that job. I said, it doesn't matter. That identified how God works in your life. He provides for you with the suddenlies of God, with unusual success. Because you're seeking after him, his provisions there. Unusual. She had this set up. I don't care if she didn't get it right now. 
That just shows her that's how he's going to minister to her all the days of her life. Identify it. Miracles. Signs. She had a setup. I don't know if I, I, can I say it out loud? Yeah, she had a setup. She's seeking God, doing the will of God, and it suddenly comes in her life. She might be helping at my friend's grill, and all of a sudden it suddenly comes, and a rich person says, hey, I'm considering hiring a person for $60,000 a month. You live here, I'll buy you a car. A year. A year, a month. Wow, that's a bigger miracle. <laughs> Your dad just, yeah, he just, re, he, he retired in the hills. <laughs> he left. <laughs> he said, take care of your daddy, baby. <laughs> I've taken care of you all those years. <laughs> he said, 60000 a month. Thank you. That's my wife does that to me all the time. Days, months, years, forget it. I'm horrible. Bind up the testimony. Seal the law among my disciples. Give me an amplifier, will you? Bind up the testimony, seal the law, and the teachings among Isaiah's disciples. Say Isaiah's disciples. And I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face from the house of Jacob, and I will look for hope in him. Next verse. And behold, I, say I, and the children whom the Lord has given me are signs and wonders that are to take place in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells on Mount Zion. Tell your neighbor, you're a sign and a wonder by God. Signs follow you because you work with his words. Amen. And he confirms those words in your life for you and for others. Say for others and you. Right? Working of miracles. Miracle mindsets. That's what we're about, right? Right now? Restoration, right? Year of restoration. I want you to know something about restoration too. It's a full restoration. Say full. I remember being in California, and I told this, this guy, we prayed for him, and, and uh, he got saved, and he had AIDS, if I remember right. It was AIDS, yeah. That was back in the long time ago when AIDS was just coming out and all that. And uh, he got saved, and, and I, I said, now we're going to pray for his healing. And, and one of the leaders there said, well, you know what, that's just the consequences that, that he has. I believe in consequences, but I believe in a full redemption. And that's not the heart or the word of God that I ever saw. Jesus healed them all. It was his heart yearned, designed, and desire to do so. And they told me, no, well, he's going to heaven, Craig, and he's just going to die of AIDS. I said, no, we've got to pray for him. We've got to pray for him. This is the heart of God. For a moment, it hit me in the head. I thought that they were right for a second, and I was going to settle for a less and not so great a salvation in God. And I was like, really? I was a new guy. Really? That's all? So they get forgiven, but they can't be healed of this because they earned it, and they owe it? No. He saves to the uttermost, folks. Say he saves to the uttermost. It doesn't matter what you did in your body or who you did it with. His redemption, restoration, his forgiveness. Didn't you hear it, Arthur read? Aggressive forgiveness. That's God's word. It may tilt our mind because we think that we earn and deserve or not deserve. But mercy says it's a clean slate. That's restoration. Amen. That's the sure mercies of David. That's the mercies that go after us, that bring us back, right? Say mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Signs will follow me. Signs of Jesus Christ, his character, his likeness, his presence, his power. Amen. I and the children are given to me are for signs and wonders. Where other people have been buried and is here, a sign and a wonder. Staying with that. People argue out of that. No, you can't. You know what I mean? You can't. No, these obstacles are going to be removed. I want you to write this down. This is free. Romans 7 talks about our minds. He said, my mind's all over the place in Romans 7. My mind's thinking this and my mind's thinking that. That's the independent mind, Romans 7. Put it down. Say the independent mind. And then he transitions us, you do the homework later, to Romans 8. And he talks about having our minds set. Say the set mind. So we go from being our mind all over the place, I don't know if this is possible, I don't think I can, I'm never, oh, well, I can't, to all of a sudden he goes, hey, hey I'm going to clear it up, I gave you my life, now set your mind, you got to set mind, set your mind, practice setting your mind on things above, practice setting your mind on what's good, what's holy, set your mind and keep it set, the Colossians says, that's the set mind, but there's a better mind than that, there's the renewed mind in Romans 12, where our mind has been transformed, Change and I don't go back and forth setting it and not setting it setting it and not setting it setting it. No, no, it's transformed That's a transformed mind Paul said 
be renewed, say renewed, in the spirit of your mind by the word of God. So you walk in the new man and not the old man, and you could do that and have a renewed mind. For your mind's made to aid your spirit, not argue with your spirit. And we get to that place because we have so many obstacles. And we're always blaming God. Why, why not this? Why don't you do that? Why don't you do that? We're co-laborers with him. Amen? Working of miracles. It means we got a part in this. We got something to say in this. He depends on that with us. And people are saying, no, just hit me with the wand, God. No, he said, I'm going to position you with mercy. I'm going to position you in enabling grace. And I'm going to give you an infusion of faith. And we're going to work together. We're going to work together. Say, I'm working together. The Lord worked with them. Right? Say miracle mindset. I want you to know as well, as I was listening to God in restoration, I said, man, I had this phrase, Jesus the oxen. And God's going to unpack some things in your life. Burdens that have been too heavy for too long. He's going to unpack those things. That's what the ox does. I flashed on Ezekiel chapter 1 and said there was a face. And I think it said one was the face of man. I might have the order wrong. One was the face of an eagle. One was the face of a lion. And if you remember, help me out, somebody, Anna, Arthur, whoever. But there was four faces in Ezekiel 1. A lion. In the Gospels, it's Matthew's the king. The lion king, if you would. Huh? Matthew said he's the king, the face of the lion, of the, of the uh, what did I say, the face of the what, lion? Yeah. Then it said he had, oh, okay. Then another one said he had the face of man, and that was Luke's gospel. Then it said he had the face of, what did I say, lion, eagle. That's deity. That's John's gospel. All about he is God that came in the flesh. In the beginning was the word of God, and that word was God himself. Deity, Right? What am I missing? A man's face, an ox. There we go, an ox. And that's in Mark's, connected with Mark's Gospels. And the ox is the server. The ox is the burden bearer. The ox is the one that went about breaking heavy yokes off of people and healing all that were sick and diseased. That's the work of the ox. Say the ox. And you can expect Jesus Christ as the ox to unload and unpack and redistribute your weight so you're not overwhelmed anymore. Amen? Say the face of an ox. Burden bearer. Right? That's extra. Write that down. Mix that with faith. Amen? Oh, here we go. Look at, look at this. As the likeness of their faces, they each had a face, one of a man in front, face of a lion, an ox, and an eagle. And I don't remember what the eagle was, but it's all relative to the four Gospels in the New Testament. You look at any of those guys, Fawcett, Brown, Gills, some of these guys, they'll, they'll connect them. Amen? Amen? Say, Jesus, my ox, burden bearer, unpacking, redistributing things that have been too heavy for me. Thank you, Lord. All right. Let's get back to this. Let's go to John chapter 11. And I want you to say this with me. Say, the word positions me for a miracle through me and in me. Oh, I, got, I, I almost forgot that. I'm glad I didn't. I'm going to give you an extra free one. Here we go. The redemption. Remember we said that? And Arthur read that scripture. That the, the, the redemption greater than the transgression. The restoration greater than the transgression. And Hebrews says that when sin hit the earth, it went so far up and even to the heavenly utensils. And that Jesus' blood had to cleanse that. From the earth all the way up to the heavens. It got defiled to a degree. But he redeemed that, right? And I was reading Isaiah 11. And, and I want you to go there. And Tom, maybe you can give Cain, uh, Cain the exact verse. And it talks in a portion after, about the ultimate restoration. And it talks about animals. Even their natures are changed. By the redemption and restoration of God. That's how far it goes in transformation in our lives. Those animals were in chaos because of sin's seed, Satan's activity, and they became beasts. But the redemption of God far outweighs the transgression, right? The restoration does, even to changing the nature of the animals in the last days. That's, that's amazing to me. That's how far he does it. Isaiah 11, 6. You could, yeah. 
it talks about different animals. And I was amazed at it. I was telling Anna on the way to the oncology, I said, that's amazing, his restoration. He saves to the uttermost, even to the depths. Let's go up one verse. Let's just see what it leads into. And righteousness shall be the girl of his waist, and the faithfulness, say faithfulness. Say he's righteous, and he's faithful. And the girdle of his loins. Next verse. And the wolf shall dwell with the lamb. Naturally impossible, but God touched their nature in this restoration at this time and phase. To come, say to come. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid. I guess that's a baby goat, right? It's not a kid. Hey, kid. It's a baby goat. <laughs> and the calf and the young lion and the fatted domestic animal together. And a little child shall lead them, right? That's redemption, how far it goes. In the last of the last days, that's going to happen. The seed of Satan made those animals aggressive. That seed of God changes the whole nature of God. I mean, it changes the nature of men, animals. I think my little Zach's already touched because he's such a nice guy. <laughs> I don't know about that bulldog of yours. <laughs> and that bouvier, it's pretty nice. Big dog. Thought I was going to eat my dog. I walked it by the graveyard. I told her, does he bite? Because one bite, my dog's gone. I was like, here's Zach. He was like, huh? That's a dog, an intelligent dog. And he breathes, and he can run outside, and he doesn't have to be protected from the sun. You got a big poodle is what you got. You got a bulldog poodle. You can't do anything with him. <laughs> he can't reach his tail. He can't sniff. He can't do nothing. That's a poodle, no matter how manly you want to make it. Don't mess with Zach. Remember that. <laughs> but that's powerful to me. The redemption and the restoration. All the way to the nature, even infecting animals. Huh? Wow. John, John 11, King. I'm going to wrap it up pretty soon. I think we've we got a lot of stuff. And uh, we got a lot of things to pick up, too. Anything, Arthur or Jimmy or anybody... Wants to pick up. Always room is made, all right? I'm not sure how far I'm going to go with this yet. I want you to write down miracle mindset. That's what, what God gave Tom, and he delivered it not very many weeks ago. And like I said, it was going through the house, and God wants us to believe him for those things, right? Miracles, unusual success. I'm talking about miracles. Not only physically and and possibilities of healings and all that. But I'm talking about provisions and just having his hand because you're a sign and a wonder. It said that, that Pharaoh noticed that God was with Joseph. That's amazing. Yeah, nice name. That distinguishing mark, right? Unusual success. Doors that open. That you're not trying to force open, but God's opened them for you. Amen? That's what we're shooting for always. That's our lifestyle, right? All right. And I was, I, I'm thinking about this. I'm pondering out whether we're going to go there or not. I want you to put that down and put, um, put Galatians chapter 3 because of miracle mindsets. And I've laid it out some already that we've got to have a foundation. We've got to get in the word of God to change our thinking, to ch- change our ways, right? Listen, it, as an example, Joshua, Joshua, that was under Moses for a long time, he showed us an example Old Testament. I'll have you go through that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to finish this, and then I'm going to finish it, period, and then maybe we'll go on to another time on this John 11. Just remind me, somebody, next time. Because if you're going to put John 11, we're going to put obstacles to miracles. That's what I want to work with, obstacles to miracles. But today I want to finish something else right now in the heart, that that word is going to platform you into that, into that miracle. Joshua chapter 3, and somebody help me, says that Joshua said, I hadn't been this way ever before. I've never passed this way. I've never been this way. I haven't been here in my life before. But he was ready for that, right? And I want you to, I want you to first put Exodus 17, 14 for me, Cain. And this is the word of God. Say the word of God. Written by men. Inspired by God. Has the breath of God in it. Has the quickening of God in it. You could read your newspaper. Try to pray your newspaper and see what happens. See if anything quickens you or affects you. And then pick up that word of God and start saying some of those sayings and some of those words and see something doesn't happen inside of you. When you say Jesus, 
the Lord, something happens inside of you. He's the Word of God. His name is the Word of God. When you begin to speak a scripture, even a scripture, people, I know, I've seen presidents give and recite a scripture, and they're so ungodly, but that word has power. Are you listening to me? And the Lord said to Moses, write this for a memorial in the book and rehearse it. Say rehearse. One translation says recite it. Say recited word, rehearsed word. And Moses said that. And the Lord said to Moses, write this as in that book and rehearse it. Where? It in the what? In the what? In the hearing? In the ears? In the hearing. He said, recite that word. Read it out loud. Rehearse it. If you don't have a prayer life, begin your prayer life just taking the word of God and reciting it. Even if you don't even understand it. Even if you hardly even believe it yet. Begin to recite it. And watch that word that's the seed of God become that word of God, become that kingdom of God, and Jesus Christ king and dominion in that area. But you've got to recite it. Rehearse it. Say rehearse it. Because he knew there was power in it. He goes, do this. Read this to Joshua. I used to do that when Danielle was little, and, and, and we'd read the word of God and, and plug in, back in the day, tapes. And say, listen to this. You're half asleep. You're going to get it? Listen to this. That's recited word. Say recited. One day it'll become a quickened word. Right? And then go, let's go to uh, Joshua 3. And I'll tell you. So he said a recited word. So I'm positioning myself in a word with the goal of positioning for a miracle of God. Right? A sign of God. A wonder of God. Not a sign just to anchor me, but a sign and a wonder to honor my father in his realness. That's what you're positioning yourself for. For the next generation and your kids' kids to see something of God. Right? He's inward and he's outward. The ways of God, the acts of God, both. Both, right? It says, and Joshua, Joshua rose early in the morning. Say early in the morning. Don't you remember what we're talking about manna, right? Manna wasn't for the lazy nor for the stingy. You had to get up every day. Say every day. And get a hold of some manna. And you couldn't be a hoarder and take way more because it would disappear. It was that mystery bread called Jesus Christ, the substance of God. So, But you had to get up daily and, and just enough for you and your household. If, if I had two people in my house, it's going to be this big. If he has like five, it's going to be bigger, right? Then it's going to disappear and then you've got to do it again. Right. Say discipline. So if I want to work a miracle, I've got to work with his word first. Say daily. Give us this day our daily bread. So you have a time of meditation. Just sit down. Relax. Turn your, your symphony music on. That's what I do. Daniel says, that's nice music. Says, that's right. <laughs> Sue's the average beast. <laughs> Listen to that and just, just read something that applies to your situation. See what he was saying? He goes, you know what? I don't know where to land. I'm feeling a little awkward. I don't know where to land. What do I land? Lord John 14. Okay. And then you read that word, right? And that word starts to become flesh. And then he has something to stand on. It becomes a faith word, right? But you've got to start somewhere. Every, this year, I want everyone starting there. Just go to the word of God. Read it out loud. Find a promise or something, whatever it is. Start there in the shallows, but plant that seed. And watch that seed grow into a word for your situation. And that word into the kingdom, his domain and dominion and authority. That's what it's about, folks. We were created in his likeness, say his likeness, and his image to have dominion over all the earth. Not people, over all the earth, right? Still the same today. And he rose early in the morning and they removed, I'm not even going to say that. <laughs> I don't even want to try it. And they came to Jordan and all the Israel and went on. He goes, therefore, passing over. Let's go. Let's go on to the next one. After three days, say three days, officers went to the camp. Next verse. Commanding the people, when you see the Ark of the Covenant, underline that in your Bible. Joshua 3. What is that verse? 3. This is just an example of positioning us, right? Say positioning. Laying a foundation about the word before that miracle. And Joshua, Old Testament example, that he got up early, say he got up early. I love getting up early now. I used to hate it. 
I like to get up before the sun comes up. I like when it's dark. In that time zone, there's just nothing but silence. Say, that's the early watch. That's the morning watch. You'll find God in that time, in the early morning. Don't you know all the seekers of God? Mary Magdalene, say Mary Magdalene. She woke up before the sun was up in the dark, and she was running, seeking Jesus. And she's the one that saw him. I'm encouraging you to get up. Early watch. Say early watch. Because you're going to have the night watches. I have those. Boy, do I. 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. You ever have those night watches, watchmen in the night? That seems like when all the ghouls come out. <laughs> you're not. You're going to die. And then you've got to get up. That's the night watch. Say the night watch. But that morning watch, it's just quiet. And you're seeking him like Mary. And you find resurrection. You find him in that area. Try it. Tell your neighbor, try it. Tally, get up. Get up before the light comes on, before the sun goes up. No one's saying it. All right. There's something beautiful in that. Mary Magdalene did that. You know, I was half asleep last night, and I had the TV going, and I drowsed off. Drowsed off. <laughs> Just a new word. But I dozed off. Thank you, Danielle. She loves me. She goes, dozed, Dad. Dozed. <laughs> And I dozed off, and I heard a preacher. And I don't. It, it affected me. I was half asleep. Maybe that's why, because I couldn't go. Huh? But I woke up, and, and he said a statement and, and say God gives the increase. Because I was about to turn it off, but I was asleep, and then all of a sudden I hear and make a statement, right? And then I go, man, it went off of me, and I went back to bed. And I kept thinking about that statement. Say that's the power of the word. God quickens it, makes it alive. Just get around it. You recite it today; it'll quicken you tomorrow. And he said this, this statement, and it stayed in my head, and, and he was talking about Mary. He said this, he said, Mary and Joseph birthed Jesus, and it was a Mary and Joseph that buried Jesus. And I went, wow. And I kind of went, wow, because I was kind of in between sleep, like, wow. But I, I said, how, how amazing is that, that revelation? Because one of them, Mary, say she's a word woman. She wasn't just chosen by accident, highly favored, chosen of God, because she was a word woman. It says it all through the word of God, that as she began to be touched by God, out of her heart came, my soul does magnify the Lord, my spirit does rejoice in God my Savior, for he that is mighty has done great things. He's had mercy on the lowly. She's quoting the Old Testament. That's Mary. And God didn't just choose her. We always think that in some type of crazy way. Well, I like you, and I don't like you. No. She was positioned by the word. You could tell that sign that followed that word. And then all of a sudden, highly favored. Why? Because the word invested. Say, I'm investing. Say, I'm showing interest. You're going to have to do it, folks. Show interest. One day, us old dogs will be gone. And you're going to say, I should have, could have, would have. So how about today? Right? Your generation. You honor the word, he'll honor you. He said, you want to have good success? Joshua, meditate my word day and night. And don't let it depart out of your lips. Keep saying it. He says, and then you're going to find good, sakal, unusual success. That's all you got to do. Say, I can do it. I will do it. I'll start 30, then 60, then 100 fold. And that word will become flesh. And one day, that word, I'm just a vessel. I could be empty. And Jesus said, go fill it with water. All you got to do is just fill it with that water. Say, it makes no sense. Fill it with the water, and then one day he'll touch it. He said, bring it to me and make that water into wine. Huh? Mysteries revealed. Your heart transformed. Your mind touched. Many people need their mind touched. The renewing of the mind, right? That's where we're at. And he said this, commanding the people. And when you see the ark of the covenant, say the ark. And he told them, I want you to look at the ark, the word of God for us, right? I want you to look at the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, Ark of the Ark of the Covenant. I'm gonna, I want you to look at it. I want you to handle it differently. I don't want you to do like some of those old guys did. I think his name is Uzzah. And uh, he went up there and he goes, oh, like every day, oh, it's just the Ark. It's just this Ark. I touch it and poof, he dies because he has no respect for it. You remember that story? How many of you remember that story? Do you remember that story, Danielle? Oh, my gosh. Alexander Scorby, he didn't even get there, I guess. And so he got this guy. That The story is that they got sloppy with the ark, and they just go, hey, let me touch it. And the guy, boom, 
But Joshua, different. Say different. He said, okay, we're going to handle it. I've never been this way before in the situation I'm in, and I'm going to handle this differently. I'm going to handle it with total respect because God's given me a fresh revelation of it, and it's the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. Say the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. Being born by the Levites. Say by the Levites. Set out from where you are and follow it. So he says to him, hey, don't get foolish. Look at this covenant and, and follow it. Say, look at it. It becomes a light and you follow it. Say, follow it. And the next verse. And yet a space must be kept between. Here's instruction, right? About 2,000 cubits by measure. Come near it that you may be able to see the ark and know the way that you must go. Say, I know the way that I must go because I'm looking at this book. And I'm hearing the inspiration that comes through it, right? You know, Joshua meditated, but also through that book of meditation came the courage. Be courageous and stand came through that word. You need some courage? Huh? You need some courage? I've needed courage before at 3 a.m. in the, you know, early in the morning. I don't even know the a.m. My daughter's like, okay, p.m., a.m. At 3 o'clock in the morning, I needed courage. This brought out the courage, Right? You need courage? How many need courage? Okay. So you get in this word, let it inspire you and grant you courage as well. That's what I told her. Have courage. That's your identity. Who cares if you got the job right now or not? She said, well, I do, Craig. I got to pay a bill. Nevertheless, the, <laughs> the inner working's real. Identifying you. That's worth a lot, right? And he says uh, that you may be able to see the ark and know the way you must go. For you have not passed. Say, you not passed this way before. So how do I make it over? See, Arthur was saying the statement to open. He said, I've not passed this way before in this term. I never lost a mother before. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel and how I'm not supposed to feel. I really don't know. And then a word comes to anchor, touch his mind, his emotion, and his heart. And now he's kind of at rest, isn't he? Singing them cool songs. <laughs> they were smooth rolling. I almost want to make you do it now, but I don't know how to do it. They just rolling out. <laughs> I haven't passed this way before. Next verse. And Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourself and separate yourselves for a special holy purpose. For tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders, miracles among you. Say the word positioned them all. The way they looked to the word, the way they followed the word, it positioned them for what? A miracle before them. Next verse. That's it. Give me four, Joshua 4, 6, I think, or 16. And I want you to remember what he said. Hey, handle the word. Hold forth the word, right? He called it the word of the covenant, right? Right? Go to 16, Cain. I think that's it. 16th verse. Order the priests bearing the ark. This is after they crossed over and the miracle happened. They looked to the word of the covenant. Say, I looked to the word of the covenant, right? And I followed it. The instruction of it, I followed the strength with it, and I crossed over, the waters parted, and I went through dry ground to the other side. And it says those things were like 30 feet high, and God did a miracle for them, right? And that Ark of the Covenant now becomes the Ark of the... So when you're looking at this, and you don't know, but you're following it, as you go through it, you look back on it, and that becomes now a... The Ark of the Covenant becomes a, right? Right? Do you get it? Do you like that? I did. <laughs> that inspires me. Keep looking at that word. Keep following that word of covenant. And you're going to have a testimony. That's going to be, it's going to be transformed into a testimony. A testimonial word, right? Amen? All right. So close your eyes. And there's a lot that came out today, and I want you to go over that in your notes. I want you to think about 2014, a year of restoring. I want you to think about Jesus, our oxen, taking burdens off, right? Restoring how far restoration goes is greater than the transgressions, Romans 5. I'm summarizing it for you. Don't let your mind be an obstacle and say it's a half salvation, a partial uh, redemption, a partial restoration. No, it's a full one, Right? Saves to the uttermost. And then what we're doing now is working miracles. First things first. Say first things first. Is that we're positioned in the word of God. And working with that word. Then comes the miracle. Right? And I want you to close your eyes. If 
you need, someone needs it that you know, you're going to do that for them. Some people don't, but somebody's got to do it. They're not just going to get it. You're going to have to do it for them. He says this in Galatians 3, that he that works miracles among you, how does he do it? By the hearing of faith. So you're going to have to hear for them. Did you see what Anna and, and them saying? He said, uh, they will receive strength in the sight of the Lord. Uh, they'll find grace by your lifting up, by your prayers. Is it? Yeah, by Job, whatever that. Yeah, by ours, right? Write down in your notes as I'm talking, the project, that person that you need to hear God for. Because if you invest in, in the word, and if you invest in the interest of Christ for them, you're going to have a word for them. You're going to hear something for them. And you're going to pray that hearing so miracles start happening. And then you may go to them so they can hear that. So write that person down. And if it's for yourself, start out right now, this year, 2014, position yourself in the Word of God so you can begin to hear. Say hear. And I want, to re- I want you to remind me next week, maybe, or whoever. There might be different people talking. It doesn't matter. Mark 5. There's power in the hearing There's power in hearing. The power in hearing will subdue everything. So we enter into that very thing. So you got that written down, that person? You got that area written down where you can't trust in anything but God. Write it down. Right? And let that word position us to the next phase. Amen? Stand to your feet with me. If you have all those things written down. There's a lot of things here. Inspirational, practical, doable and we're going to do that this year amen so father we honor you today we thank you for the worship and we thank you for your presence and we thank you for songs and hymns and spiritual songs that have eternal value and they're going to stay with us all the days of our lives and we're going to sing some of these songs and lord this isn't a year to have our 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 harps on the willow it's a year to be singing the songs of the lord singing songs of deliverance singing things of god it's a year of your restoring for us and we thank you for the restoration that you restore what the canker worms eaten you restore what every single thing is eaten and you repay you repay and you recompense and if there's something that you know that needs to be repaid, ask God right now. Say, God, I acknowledge that you're repaying that. I acknowledge that you're bringing restitution in that area. I acknowledge that that's your will to pay it back, to pay it double for my trouble, double for my sorrow. That's the hand of God. I, whatever area that is, just name it. Say, God, you recompense that area, whatever it is. You restore that area as it was the very first I say that for Anna's body as a very first. No matter what radiations or chemo's done, you restore it. You're greater than that. You balance out her pHs. You balance out those things. Things that were, were uh, demolished, you resurrect. That's what you do. You restore what the canker worm's eaten. You restore, Jeremiah said, us to our first, whatever that is for you. And you restore whatever, you know, relationships, children, fathers, fathers, children, natural. I'm talking natural. That need to be back. Just do, believe God in that. And spiritually as well. There's a lot of people that belong here. There's a lot of people that left here. There's a lot of people that aren't going anywhere. And they need to return to this. They belong and they're restored. Will you pray with me? Say, God, restore those in this community that were birthed here, that belong here that are connected to you here, that aren't going nowhere, bring them in. Let them have the interest of Christ. Let them have the interest of God. And we believe you do that because it's got to be supernatural. We talk to them every day and we keep talking to them every day. But God, you give the increase for your people and the furtherance in this place. We thank you for today and we appreciate it. And we're, we're man of men. Say, I'm a man of man. I'm a man or woman. I wake up before. I wake up before the sun goes up. I'm a seeker. Just like Mary. Just like Mary Magdalene. Early in the morning seeking him. Amen. Finds him. Finds him. Amen. There was a time in my life that uh, that I was blessed. I was blessed. I've been blessed all my life, truly, given good things. 
but I was blessed in spite of myself. And now there comes a time that I'm blessed because I'm in the right position, because of myself. I have a lock. There's a lock to the blessings of God. And we are the key to unlock those blessings to come forth to you so that you may also be a blessing to others. I like that scripture. I like that scripture that says, I was blessed because you blessed them. Because you are bringing life to Anna Marie, I am blessed every time she gets at that piano. And she brings forth worship and the truth and the life of God to this place. There's blessings that's coming upon you, and you know that those blessings are going to touch. It's bigger than us. This is bigger than us. So God, thank you, Lord. And I just pray right now, blessings over these people that are here right now, of the hearing of your word. I thank you, Lord, that you have given us promises that we won't be the same because we've heard your word. And, Father, there are keys to unlock those blessings, Father. And I thank you, Lord, that you're positioning us to unlock those blessings, to come forth out of heaven, out of us. And so, Lord, we give you glory and honor in Jesus' name.